Forget your former managers, ignore the ex-pros. As football fans, we all know the real experts drink in pubs. It's funny, it's argumentative, and often it's just plain wrong. Welcome to the Foss Arms Public House and welcome to the Leicester City Pubcast. Welcome to the Leicester City Pubcast, home of the FA Cup holders. And here we are to talk about FA Cup third round weekend with myself, Tim, and my two good friends, Killer. Good evening. Good evening, Tim. Good evening, Tim. I thought you were going to let us down. How, how brilliant was the weekend just gone? How absolutely brilliant. But before we start... I've got a little question for you both. Are you ready? <laughs> Anyone can answer this. What, what is happened about the 20th of June, 2020? What if, just give me that again, what is significant? About the 28th of June, 2020. June. Don't know. I've got you both. Got you both already a minute into the show. Yeah. Oh, must be something about um, the, the the last. Oh no, it must be something to do with the FA Cup and us winning it. Yeah, the last time we lost to the FA Cup. Oh, last time we lost it because obviously the dates were all messed up. That yeah. is the last time Leicester City lost an FA Cup match. How good does that sound, Norm? How good was the match? It was. A most favourable experience, um, particularly given the team that we um, we had to put out. I thought, I, no, a lot. I, I thought the the young lads did well. I thought the players like applied themselves very well. I thought we were dominant. I didn't honestly feel there was any point during the game that we were going to do anything other than win. Admittedly, with all due respect, it was against you know a pretty second string. Watford side, um, which, which frankly was, you know, they 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 weren't obviously they weren't great. I think the 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 only time I was slightly concerned is when the the floodlights went out, and I was having to switch my phone on with everyone else to try and uh, to try and keep keep the game played. But it was it was a it was a good solid performance, a, you know, a great win, just what you want in the. Cup. Fortunately, I don't think there are any more uh, there are any more injuries. And um, I've got to say, I'm going to eat a little bit of humble pie. And I've, I think we've all been fairly negative with regards to Mr. Chowdhury recently. But I think he's changed his name uh, with his new sweeper role to Hamza Maldini because uh, he he frankly was he was out, absolutely outstanding. You know. Uh, uh, and he, and he needed to be, given that Vestergaard was next to him. So, uh, well, well done to Hamza, and a wonderful way for us to start our defence of the FA Cup. That phone light, wouldn't you? Because you used to do that all those Peter Andre concerts you went to, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean they, they were. He, he is a, a top class artiste. Um, but yeah, so yeah, you're right. You're right, Tim. Peter Andre is a big, big, uh, a, a big favourite of mine. And yeah, uh, he he would have loved the match too because I'm sure he would have uh, appreciated the effort put in by our 
our makeshift squad. But uh, yeah, it was a it was a great a, a great victory, and uh, looking forward to retaining the cup. Absolutely. I mean, I, I suppose to come on to the point Norm's made about the, the makeshift side and fair play, you know, Watford put a reserve team out as well. I think we all fancied us to win this, but they still had to do do the job, didn't they? And it's good to see a couple of the young players getting a, getting a chance in the FA Cup. It was a good draw, wasn't it, in a lot of ways. I mean, Watford absolutely stranded in that sort of bottom four. Uh, Claudio Ranieri, who just appears to be a gift that doesn't stop giving in terms of Leicester City. I mean, he's been here, he's been here twice. We've banged eight goals. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we give him, it's lovely, isn't it? We give him a round of applause every time we come here. We give him an absolute spanking on the football pitch. I mean, that's the that's the thanks you get, isn't it, for winning the for for winning the league? Look, we, we all said, didn't we? Or, or Norm and I said last week that um, that we um, that, that, that we fancied us against against Watford. Um, seven yeah. changes to an already pretty pretty raggedy team. They they really are in for a for a tough winter. So there's no doubt. There's no doubt the draw gods favoured us, but you know, at the end of the day, I mean, what I would say is it was a it was a makeshift uh, bat four, especially, and obviously young Brunt in in midfield. But we also had a lot of quality, you know. When I looked at that Leicester City team, I still thought to myself, "Hang on a minute, you know, Madison, Tielemans, Harvey Barnes. This is this is this is that the, these are exceptionally good players and if you decide to put your second string out against those sort of players especially at king power at the minute where we're pretty free scoring we're going to hurt you and uh, and we did I was running through the list of injuries which is effectively pretty much seven of the first eight first choice defenders plus three or four midfielders and all of our attackers and i was saying can you ever remember a situation like this at our club any other club in our whole supporting lives no and I mean, it does i mean I, I suppose the thing is with other clubs you don't end up like realizing how bad other other clubs injury lists are but with seven we have i think we've had 17 players unavailable out of a like out of a 25 months like uh Premier League squad, which must it must be unprecedented i mean it has to be easier to talk about the fit players we have or the ones that are still a you know, are still around. So yeah, I think um, it, it's just been horrendous. And it, it, you know, even taking this this season out of the equation, the end of last season, we we have suffered quite badly from injuries to seriously important players for a long time now, haven't we? And it and it's just not getting better. I mean, with Evans and Vardy out for periods of time now as well. Um, it, the fact that we haven't got a defence or an attack, it just it, it's you know credit to the credit to the team for for ploughing on and 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 doing what they're doing. It's it's just mad. Killer, I'm I'm you know I think our situation is worse than we probably could have a dig around. Actually, I think our situation's worse than anyone else in the league. I'm kind of. Mm little part of me thinking I'm actually grateful for the points that we've already got on the board because we're not going to be putting half a reserve team out for, for games over the next few weeks. We're going to be putting out half a third team. I mean, I, I, just, to, just to reinforce your point, normally in the FA Cup or the Carabao Cup, when teams decide to rest a few players, if you look at their subs bench, there are always 
three or four players that are household names, aren't they? You look yeah. at our subs bench on Saturday. Take Cash for Schmeichel out of it. It was a team of of guys, the rest of them. If you had turned around to a, a Manchester United fan or an Arsenal fan and said, tell me about any of those players on the bench, they would have turned around and went, I know nothing about any of them. And I don't think in the, I don't think in the Premier League era that has ever been the case, where you've literally had a subs bench at this level where you haven't heard of one single player. And I think that I think that says it all. But you're quite right, Tim. I've got to say, well, I got a text message from a good mate of mine on Friday with the Evans and Vardy out for two to three months message. And my message back was, I think it's almost damage limitation now. Uh, I mean, I, th- I think this season, sadly, unfortunately, from a league point of view, is going to peter out into a mid-table-ish type finish, isn't it? Appa- apparently, Fafana is nowhere near coming back. Justin, I think, played for the end of the 23s norm at the weekend, as I heard. Oh, that sounds... Uh, I wasn't aware of that. I think they're, they're going to break him in um, gently. I, I, I suppose the key here is is if if we're going to be playing... You know, if, we, if we're so ravaged by injuries, then you know, risking or pushing players back becomes a little less important, doesn't it? I, I, it's the best team out which can realistically challenge for, you know, top four, top six. Um, then we it would make sense to be even more careful with our great players that have got to come back so that they are fresh, ready for... Maybe concentrating on the cup a bit more. Maybe you know it's a it's an option, but particularly ready for net. You know for being fully ready, fully fit for next next season in a in a bid to really really kick on. Because I think the injuries have just ravaged us, haven't they? And it's just going to make it incredibly difficult. I suppose the positive is other teams are having issues with COVID as well, but for us, it's it's less COVID, more Afcon and long term injuries to vital players isn't it yeah Afcon thing is interesting isn't it I know, I know you guys touched on it I, I had a look at the, the Afcon draw and who you know who because you know, you, you might about Afcon but actually like, funnily enough Burnley I think I think not anyone actually I run it typical isn't it with our, our fixture list of the weekend <laughs> but I, but you, you sort of look at you know and if you play if you play Liverpool Salah and Mane aren't there so it sort of nets off but our players I don't know if you've noticed, but our players actually play for quite well fancied teams. So that, that you know, it doesn't look to me, it didn't look to me like they would go out in the group stages. Um, take it that um, Dakar, by the way, I don't know if either of you know that that Dakar's team didn't qualify. No, so he no, he's just not injured, but but to, yeah, he would be available, wouldn't he? So yeah, bless him. I was thinking, killer. You know, he, he finally's going to get a shot. Vardy out for eight weeks, and now he's got the same injury as Vardy. Yeah, yeah, it is bad. It is bad. Look, I mean, look, look. Of course, what we don't want to do is, as football fans is be, be that, that sort of fan that pretends that his team's really hard done by. But let's be honest, if there was one season, really, I think in the past 10 years, where we didn't want three players going off on the AFCON, it's this season. <laughs> you, 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 you know, and that, you know it's because, because it has just been a catalogue of injuries. We've, we've already a massively depleted team, and then you take three of our best players out. It's absolutely... 
awful. We we find ourselves in an awful, awful position. You know, Liverpool will Liverpool will will swap will slot Diego Jota in, and yeah. you know we'll we'll put Thiago in, or you know what I mean. So uh, Alex Oxlade Chamberlain. The very fact that we're obviously looking at playing young Alves, you know, McAteer, whatever, it just it just says it all about the precarious position that we uh, that we find ourselves in. Oh, by the way, incidentally, both of those two boys, I'm sure, in the long run, will do incredibly well for the football club. But yeah. you don't really want to be ch- chucking them in just yet, do you? you Good for them to get some experience. Yeah, it was great, great for them to get experience. And I just want to pick up on something Killer said. There. I mean, Killer's described. Uh, them as three of our most important players. And who would have thought that Daniel Amate would be mentioned <laughs> as one of our most important <laughs> players? And and I have to agree, I think I think he's actually been you know he has been he's really good. Isn't he? Best centre back of the club. <laughs> <laughs> the, certainly the best fit one. <laughs> Compared with compared with Jan Vestergaard, he's literally like Steve Walsh now, isn't he, Daniel Lamarty? <laughs> build a statue of him. Build a statue of him. And, and by the way, remember to put his championship winning medal over his neck as well, yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm listening, Steve. Hope you're listening. But, right, <laughs> Gossie's, Gossie's listening. <laughs> not to lose sight. Just not to lose sight of this. I don't know about you two. This was a brilliant, brilliant FA Cup weekend. I love the third round today. It's like yeah. January is a bit miserable, weather, all of that going on. Christmas is finished. And then the third round comes along. And first of all, we won. So a big thumping victory for us, um, despite all of the injuries that we've got. But did you not just enjoy watching the FA Cup over the weekend? And there, oh, you know, I, I, Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not just saying this, Tim, because we won it last season. I genuinely think that the FA Cup, slowly but surely, it's starting to rekindle a bit of its magic. I, I, I really do believe that. I mean, obviously, you don't want a duff draw, do you, in the in the FA Cup? You don't want a really hopeless draw. But you're quite right. There were some big upsets, which was absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Uh, some great games. I mean, I sat I sat yesterday and watched the Forest Arsenal game, and that was that was brilliant with a great atmosphere. Fair play to Notts Forest fans and stuff. You're right, Tim. I thought it was a great, great weekend of football. Fair play to you for calling them Knotts Forest, which they hate. And therefore, coming <laughs> on to that, Norm, absolutely brilliant. And I think, I, I'm sure I'm going to speak for the three of us, say, that is, for me, the first time I've ever wanted Nottingham Forest to win a football game. Because I thought, come on, <laughs> give us that local derby. Do, do you know when we last played them? Do, can you remember? Yeah. 2000, 2014. 2014. Yeah, is that where we beat them 3-2, is it? And they got that last-minute uh, knockout goal. Is it that one? Uh, is it the, was it the 3-2 or was it the 2-2? They're the last two games. I can't remember quite which way around. Yeah, you, you're right. Knockout. Yeah, I think it was, wasn't it? The knockout goal, the last game of the season, wasn't it? I don't know. No, no, it can't be. It can't no, be because, no, because that's the... Play- yeah, we, we failed in the playoffs. We would have played them again next season, wouldn't we? Okay, so in that case, yeah. it was the 2-2. Yeah, thing I think was at the King Power. I've got a feeling Andy Reid might have scored for them. Anyway, but brilliant to play Forest again. I mean, that is an, a nailed-on sellout, and I cannot wait for that game. So yeah, uh, yeah Norm, uh, you, you'll be first in the queue for the season for the season tickets, won't you? I should hope so. Yeah, it'd be. Um, I mean, it is it is exciting and um, like going to on the like walking around uh, Nottingham today, which is incidentally where I. Where I live, there was they're they're excited. 
announcement's <laughs> really nice to Ooh, it's really nice. like they're big out it's uh whoa, wonderful absolutely wonderful but it should make us all very very happy because it will probably be a little while before we play them again yeah we'll we'll the old we'll never play you again should, should be out in full voice from the yeah. fans. just to touch on a couple of others but i, th- I really enjoyed that morecambe spurs fantastic it, it didn't look look at the end like it was a it was going to be an upset i tell you what that more morecambe did a brilliant effort but surely got a touch on Cambridge United. Did you see how, they, they, how many fans they took? They took 5,000 fans killer. Cambridge did. And that is yeah. why English football is absolutely brilliant, isn't it? Oh, it's fantastic. And when the camera panned on them at the end, when they've obviously the final whistle gone, I mean, but fantastic scenes. And, and can we also mention as well, Kidderminster Harriers? Oh, that was a fantastic result against against Reading as well. Um, and, and, let, and let's be honest... Uh, Reading arguably tougher opposition than Newcastle United. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think this, a... Can I just sorry, Tim, can I just touch on the fan thing? I think, I mean, the, these clubs must be like pulling the hair out, thinking if only these fans came every every week, we'd have a bit more money, we'd be able to do a little bit better. But I mean, this is the magic of the cup, though. You just to touch on what you said earlier. It's just uh, fantastic to to see and massive positives, but. Also, you were talking about the the, um, the the Spurs the Spurs game and Dombele. What an absolute disgrace! You know, yeah. the team are losing. Um, a young lad's substituted at the same time, sprinting past him, and he's ambling off without a care in the world when they're one nil down with like seventeen minutes to go. I mean, if if that isn't his last appearance for Spurs. I would be very, very surprised. Talk, talk, talking of which, what did any did you catch Nuno Tavares for Arsenal yesterday? He was oh. he he was having a game every bit as bad as the Saturday afternoon game I was played at fullback when I actually managed to turn up to a game to play drunk. I was drunk and I was hauled off after half an hour. I couldn't kick the ball straight and neither could he. And when he got hauled off after half an hour. He looked. He was looking daggers at Arteta like he'd made a really bad decision. I'm surprised he'd given him a full half an hour. <laughs> I yeah, think that is an insult as a player, isn't it? Awful. <laughs> a professional Absolutely game withdrawn not for tactical reasons after 30 <laughs> <Yeah>. minutes. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> the, stat, the stat of the weekend for me was that Cambridge have now beaten as many Premier League teams this season as Newcastle have. That's <laughs> <laughs> absolutely oh, brilliant. God. Right, let's get let's get back to Leicester. There's people want to be listening about Leicester City here, guys, and we're we're digressing yeah. too much. What do we need to be? Do we somebody have a think about transfer plans for January? So, uh, Norm, what what are your? You know, we're we're well into January now. By the way, Newcastle, you've only signed one play. You need about another 10, I reckon, to stay up. But, <laughs> Norm, from a Leicester City point of view, 10, uh, 10th of January, it doesn't look like much is going to happen. But what do you think should happen? Look, I don't. the, the reality of it is that we've, we've not blessed with loads and loads of money. Um, we have got lots of players coming back. We're, we're not pushing for the... Like for, the top four and stuff at the moment. I think we've got to be a little bit sensible 
as to what we do because we don't want to be buying players that are going to be stuck on the books. In reality, when lots of our our injured players come back, we're not going to want. So Hmm. I think we've got to look at uh, what I've tried to do is rather than look at buying people, it's almost like exchanging some of what we've got for someone that I think might be a bit better. So I've only done two bits of business because I think we've got to be really sensible about it. I'm going to give Bertrand and Vestergaard to Burnley and take Tarkovsky off their hands. He's out of contract in the summer, and I think that would be an improvement on Vestergaard, but not an improvement when Fafana and Soyuncu and Evans are around, but I think that would make us a bit better now, but for at no loss, in my opinion, of those players leaving the club. And bless him, Perez... Uh, I would exchange for uh, Todd Cantwell. I mean, we were getting a link with him a little bit. He had a great season last year, struggled a bit this year, but I don't think he could be any worse than Perez. So, and I think it would be similar, similar kind of money. So again, I'd, I'll give Perez to Norwich, and I'd take Todd Cantwell off their hands. And that's the kind of that's about the limit of what I would. I think we would realistically be able to or need to do, barring maybe a couple of loan signings, if we could get someone else in. Just in the in the in the interim, but I'll do those on permanent permanent deals. You know what killer? I, I can't find any fault with that, Norm, at all. I, that makes mm, an awful no, lot. Really if don't. we could make those up, and what do you reckon, killer? Well, what I would do is I would offer out Perez to Manchester United and <laughs> s- huh? see if they were prepared to let 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 that ailing reserve team centre back, who's known as Harry Maguire. Um, go and we'd uh, obviously take take him in and I think to be honest with you, turn around to him and say behind Jan Vestergaard, you're pretty much guaranteed guaranteed a game. No, look, in, in truth, I think you're absolutely spot on, Norm. I think they are they are excellent recommendations. I don't. I'd, I'd like to think we could swap Perez with Cantwell. I don't think that's <laughs> that's going to happen. I, I actually happen to think if we're going to do anything then I don't think it will be domestic. I think it will be our very refined overseas coaching staff. And I think I would, I, I agree again with Norm, he's made a few excellent points this evening, but it, one of the things he, that he said is absolutely spot on. We don't really want to be burdening the wage structure right here, right now with a player that isn't necessarily going to get in long-term. But I do think there's scope for a centre-back on loan, maybe with a view to possibly buy, so we have that option. We could possibly send them home, and then and then hopefully the, the scouts can do their magic in in France, Spain, Portugal, wherever they are, and see what they can bring in. I, I, to be honest, I, I my overall view is kind of where Norm. Why is Norm getting everything right tonight, Killer? It's a bit, it doesn't normally happen. It's incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. You're a bit bit too much Trump Wells tonight, Norm. <laughs> bit, bit too little Trumwells. It's only helping. <laughs> <Bad enough. laughs> right, I, I would my my overall view. I, I do come back to it. Our owners own a travel business, and, and you know, there's no owners been worse hit in the Premier League than our owners in terms of COVID. So I, I was kind of really where Norm was at the start before he went into those those couple of transfers, which I thought sounded really good. Which is that I really don't think. You know, what are we really going for this year? Honestly, we'll talk about Europa Conference, whatever it is, in a week or two. I'm not not interested in the slightest. I know you two might well be. I'm just not. I therefore say, you know, FA Cup, we want to try and give it a good go defending it. 
Is a signing really going to dramatically change that? Probably not. Therefore, nothing's going to happen in the league. Therefore, I do think I mean, I'm very much in the keep the powder dry. Um, I think if we could go and get Tao Kovsky, by the way, we, we would. We have got a long term problem with Evans and Suyunchu has fallen off off the off the trolley in terms of his form. So I think Tarkowski could have a chance of making a, of getting a permanent long-term place with us. So there's be something in that. The only thing I was going to suggest as well, obviously, as accepting any offer on the table for Ozzy Perez from anyone would be, I wondered whether we might get Nathan Aki from City on loan because he's not really getting any game time. They don't need him. He's not going to play in any of their games. I can't see for the rest of the season. And, and actually he would get some good game, game time with us and that might suit them. The problem is with him, the problem is with him, he's going to be on a massive wage, isn't he, at Man City? You, you don't go to Manchester for the weather, do you? You know, so, so you would imagine he's going to be on 80, 100 grand a week. The problem that you've got is he's going to be a bit ring rusty. Comes down to he's going to want a four year deal, they're going to want 50, 60 million. Just the whole thing to me reeks of a big money flop, and I would therefore stay clear. So, sorry, Keller, just to be clear on that for me, that would just be on loan for this season. Um, well, I don't think there's no way a team like Man City are going to let a player like Aki out on loan. They've got a, they've got a whole host of games coming up and he will, if nothing else in the FA Cup, but he will get an element of game time, I suspect, because he is there or thereabouts. He's not sat in the stands, as he? he is. He is getting a few games. Um can't see it. Look, Tim, if it happened, it would happen, but I can't see it. And the reality of it is... Guys, what we have to understand about this January transfer window is, generally speaking, it is very, very disappointing. And the other thing is, is the big boys never, never, ever let any of their big-name players go. They, ju they just don't. They just hang on to them. And those players that are out of contract in the summer, like Tchaikovsky, let's be honest, right here, right now, he knows full well that by the summer, he can stick an extra 20 grand a week on his, on his uh, wage demands, on his signing-on fee, etc., a lot of these players will just sweat it out now and then and then become free transfers in the summer and make themselves very, very, very wealthy. Yeah, and that's a really a really good point. And um I think the other thing, of course, is with regards to loan signings and stuff, with with COVID around still, not many teams are going to be prepared to let players leave because there's a very reasonable chance that at some point they might they might need them. I mean, Nathan Aki's he's a he's a decent He's a decent player, um, but and and it would be decent backup for Man City if if a couple of their centre backs are aren't able to play for a while. So I, th I think again, e even even though it's it's January is always notorious for things not happening hugely. I think even even more so this year, clubs will not want senior players to be leaving because they probably are going to be needed at some point. A good point with COVID. And actually, you know, Burnley with Tarkovsky have got a way up getting a bit of money in for him now versus going down, haven't they? Yeah, definitely. But they prefer to sell him to us rather than Newcastle for that for that same reason, I suppose. So let me just test you two out on this, just for on the, you know, I think we're sort of saying that we wouldn't do a great deal because there's not really going to be much happening with Leicester for the rest of this season other than obviously retaining the FA Cup, as we know. but. Would you? So I'm, I'm guessing. Let's say we did get a couple of players back, had a bit of a run. I, I take it you'd both want to qualify for the Europa League if we could. Yeah. Yeah. 
want to qualify for the Europa Conference League? Um, well, I think, I think I'd want to in as much as I'd like to be as high up the division as I, as we possibly could be. And if that involves some European football, then so be it. I don't like the conference league. I've got to be honest, but it is a route to somewhere, isn't it? It is a route to the Europa, the Europa. (laughs) Well, yeah, but it's, it's another competition. So I don't think I'd. I don't think I'd be bothered if we didn't, but if we were in it, it would it wouldn't annoy me. It would be, you know, it is what it is, and I think we'd be able to get out of the group stage of that fairly simply. And you know, there'll be some decent, there will be some decent teams in it, you know, some big old former big names and, and stuff. So yeah, I mean, let's 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 qualify and win what we can. You know, let's just let's just do it. You killer. No, I'll take a different tact. Here's where I stand on it. This is a paper-thin Leicester City squad now. It's also, in fact, what we know is, is this Leicester City squad is fragile. There's no, there's no day. This isn't just this season. We have, we have, we are seeing the same players repeatedly getting injured. Um, so where I am is on, on it is Europa Conference League. I want out of it this season. I think we just put literally put the under 23s out. Just get out of it because we we need to reduce the the number of games that we have in terms of where we finish this season, I'd be quite happy to duck it as well. I I think with this Leicester City squad, the fact that it's fragile, I think we are in better shape if we start next season, especially given the fact we've got the Qatar World Cup as well. We want to start next season, no European distractions, and we just play on three domestic fronts. I've got to say, I'm I'm firmly in that camp. I'd, I'd be happy if we could get a league place, but this season has just decimated us and... I've got no excitement at all about winning that thing. I sincerely hope we're, I'm, not, I'm not even bothered about it this season, let alone getting distracted by, you know, Euro, European competition that we're just, you know, not not uh, not really interested in next season. So yeah, I'm in that camp as well. I'm afraid, but yeah, Norm, I like the positivity on it. It's just um, it seems sprung out of nowhere this competition and hijacking. Be very interesting, Norm, to see that what side he puts out when we do have a game this season, because, you know, he's not going to risk any senior players at all, is he? Well, it remains to be, it remains to be seen, doesn't it? I think um, he'll be limited to what team he can put out. I mean, it'll be much like the FA Cup, won't it? It'll be put out whatever you can. So, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see him risking players. I would imagine he'll probably play stronger teams at home and, maybe rest senior players for the some of the unpleasant long away trips that no doubt we're going to experience. <laughs> Talking of unpleasant long away trips, what about Burnley, Killer? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, for a start, we don't know for sure if it's going to be on, do we? I think there's got to be massive question marks as to whether or not the game goes on. So let's just assume that it, that it is going on. It's somewhere that we haven't done particularly well at uh, recently and they may well be licking their lips a little bit, but by the same token, I mean, they are having a dreadful season. There's, there's no doubt about it. Even though we were out having a beer on Saturday and kind of cited them as the one team of that bottom four that might get out of it. But um, yeah, you'd still say they're not having a great season. They haven't really clicked. They haven't really got a striker that's hitting, hitting the net. And, 
you know, the reality of it is with this Leicester City team, yeah, for sure we concede a couple, but you'd be surprised if we don't score two or three, wouldn't you, on Saturday? Norm, Killer makes an interesting point there about that about it being cancelled because Everton, uh, obviously the club the club managed to get the Everton game cancelled. Now, as I understand it, Norm, Leicester have got eight senior players. I think it was what they the the case that they put to the Premier League for cancelling the Everton game. But I thought they were a little bit lucky to get it cancelled because it's not really COVID this time, is it? It's a combination of AFCON and other injuries. And yeah, I would have thought under that situation, you had to get on with it. No, the, but the, the rules don't, as, as I understand it, which may be wrong, but given that I've done all right tonight, let's, uh, let's keep the role going. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not related to COVID. It, it's, it's, they've asked for some clarity with regards to number of players fit that are required to, you know, for a game to go ahead. Because historically there wasn't actually a number; it was kind of at the at the choice of the Premier League. But they've come out with and said thirteen um, thirteen players, including a, a senior goalkeeper, haven't they? So, if for whatever reason, whether it's COVID or not, I and mean, why should why should a player being out because of COVID be any different to a player being out because they're injured or because they've got flu or what whatever else it might be? So. I I think it's I think it's a, a, a fair a fair number. You know, if you if you can't put out a team, it's it's for whatever reason, then the game should be the game shouldn't be allowed to be be played. But maybe by next week we'll have a you know two or three more more players you know back. So I, whether whether it's on or not, we you know remains to be seen. But you know, if you, you can't play. It's not fair if you've got 17 players out. I mean, it's, it's like we alluded to at the beginning. It's just utterly ridiculous. Do, do, do like, you remember, guys, that this this will always make me chuckle, and apologies to Middlesbrough fans in advance. Do you remember the year when the Brian Robson Middlesbrough team were struggling at the bottom of the league and they simply just didn't turn up to Blackburn? I do, I do yeah. remember, yeah. yeah so, they, so, so they didn't they, they didn't tell anybody. They just didn't turn up. They didn't turn up. They didn't fill the team, and as a consequence, they fought. They not only forfeited the game uh, and weren't allowed to replay it, but they were also they were also f- um, deducted points for doing it. And the hilarious stat was that season about Middlesbrough. Had Middlesbrough had played that game, and this was these were before the days of having to name a twenty-five man squad. Had they had put out a, literally a team of fifteen-year-old kids and been beaten fifty-nil, they would have stayed up that season. <laughs> <laughs> it's the extra points that sent them. Down. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> it was just the points deduction for not turning up sent them down. Yeah. <laughs> and only a fifty-nil defeat will do. Brilliant, but uh, yeah, but Bernie, Norma, you—I—I I wasn't with Killer in, in the Foss Arms at the weekend. But um, yeah, would you would you go along with the fact that they might be the team at the bottom that do get out of it? That would be my feeling as well. Yeah, I, I think that historically they've always they they quite often have a slow start, don't they? And then come uh, come good, and with Dyche in charge, they've got a manager that's tenacious and they're gonna they're not gonna go down without a, a, a fight and that's not necessarily something you could 
say about Newcastle, Watford and Norwich, is it? So, yes. Um, it's also interesting. I, I, I did have a read today that Newcastle might be interested in uh, Chris Wood. I'm thinking maybe rather than like something that's going to propel them into like the, the Champions League in future years, it might be more about buying players from teams around them to try and <laughs> yeah. stop those teams from being <laughs> successful rather than rather than anything else. And that's, that genuinely is the first thing that came into my mind. Um, but one thing for certain, Chris Wood, will, assuming he plays against us, will score against us at the weekend because he always <laughs> seems to. And he's a big lad. And, I, I, you know, I bet he'll be licking his lips with our centre-backs uh, the way they are at the moment. So I'm, I'm sure he will bag a goal. But let's just hope we get <laughs> we get some more. Is, but... is Brendan going to stick with Hansa Maldini? Oh, I, I no. quite, 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 like, quite like the idea of him playing him at, um, as, a, as a sweeper. He did play fantastically well. So given, given that we probably haven't got anyone else that can play, at this moment in time, then why not? You know, it worked. Then let's 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 stick with it. Literally sitting here shaking my head. That 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 is a I phrase I did not expect to hear on this podcast at any point over the last two years. Hamza Maldini. A couple of those, Tim, haven't there? We've got Daniel Amati is one of our most valuable players. <laughs> what what whatever whatever next? Whatever next? Iosi Perez for PFA Player of the Year. <laughs> right, Best well, to God, Ki- we'll score a hat trick in the FA Cup <laughs> final. <laughs> killer, unfortunately, killer, we we can't ignore this any longer. We, we've come, know, to, we've, 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 we've come to the predictor table, and I think you and I have to seriously doff our cap. This is the most yeah. sensational prediction there's been in the last two years. Norm last week predicted. Go on, Norm. I'll, I'll let you have the glory. What did you predict for Leicester v Watford? Well, I don't think for the listeners to work out what happened given the way you've built it up. Of course, I predicted a f- correct 4-1 scoreline. Yeah, and, and Norm mentioned there about viewers, which was obviously a, a slight error, but we can only thank God that they aren't viewers because the smugness of his grin, listeners, <laughs> and the very fact now that he's standing there with his pint of Trunkwell IPA and he's doing a little dance on the table celebrating his 4-1 predictor win is quite horrible. <laughs> in, his, in his little, pix- in his little pixie shoes. Little pixie oh, shoes. St- oh, down. stop it. That's, that's just for our female viewers. <laughs> <laughs> Little pixie shoes and not much else. Grass <laughs> skirt. Well, Killer, we didn't do too badly. Norm, Norm, a sensational prediction to predict a 4-1 win. Fantastic. Killer yeah. went 4-0. I went 3-1. We, we were just, just out. All of which leaves us with Killer propping up the table again, Killer, now. Yeah, yeah thank point. goodness. Thank goodness. And, uh, and But only by a point. Norm and I now locked on 14 in a sensational predictor table that we've got this season, which is surely about to get even better with your Burnley predictions, please, guys. So, Killer, fire away. Burnley 2, Leicester City 3. And Norm? That is exactly what I was going to say. So I am going to stick with it. I'm going to go for Burnley two. They will score, uh, but Leicester cannot not score three. Three two Leicester. I'm thinking of saying the same thing just to make his absolute dead, dead rubber. <laughs> so to make it a dead rubber week. 
Good lord. Go on, It'd be brilliant on the review, won't it? <laughs> and the table looks exactly the same. <laughs> do it, do it. You already, that's what you need to do. Get get a lead in the table and then just match everyone else. Right, I'm gonna say two. I'm gonna say two two to make it interesting. There's gotta be some goals, aren't there, with this with our yeah. defense and the way they're playing. So Good stuff, guys. Right, listeners, we will be back next week with more fun and frolic. If you do, email.com. Have a great week. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed the Leicester City Pubcast, please subscribe and tell everyone about it. If you hated the Leicester City Pubcast, please keep it to yourselves. See you next week.